0: Uh, So today, I'd like to talk about uh, the first of our early modern and uh, modern British uh, videos. So I would like to talk about uh, the history of uh, early modern Britain, uh, starting in the early modern period and moving on through the centuries uh, to the start of the 20th century. Uh, During this time, uh, Britain had an outsized influence on the world for these several centuries, and the cultural movements, the language, the scientific achievements, and the political and legal developments within Britain actually continue to affect and shape the world of today. So within this time, um, the English Renaissance, uh, which is a renewed interest in arts and literature, Uh, took place in the 16th and the 17th centuries, and the era saw the creation of arguably uh, the most famous English uh, language literature ever, as well as the development of new innovations in music. The English Renaissance uh, took place within the context of the broader European Renaissance of the time, which had begun in Italy uh, roughly uh, a century earlier. So of all the literary figures to emerge from this era, uh, probably none are as well-known or as revered as the playwright William Shakespeare. Uh, His works have been read, performed, reimagined, and admired consistently uh, all over the centuries. Um, He was a, a tremendously successful artist and businessman in his own lifetime. And through his works, Uh, he contributed to a remarkable number of uh, English expressions that we still use today. Uh, Another defining feature of the English Renaissance uh, can be found by looking beyond the arts and into the world of uh, philosophy and uh, intellectuals. So throughout this era, English thinkers thought on ideas such as Uh, The social contract, which is the exchange of individual freedoms uh, for the good of the country, and the scientific method. So notable English philosophers of the era include Francis Bacon, uh, who contributed greatly to the development of the scientific method. And another was uh, Thomas Hobbes, and he's remembered for his uh, 1651 book, Leviathan. Moving on from the cultural themes and the developments of the English Renaissance period, um, it's important for us to examine uh, the great conflict in England uh, that took place just before that era. So outside of England, uh, this conflict is uh, less well known uh, than some of the famous figures of the English Renaissance, but actually it's just as important. So the wars that I am talking about are called the War of the Roses. Uh, The War of the Roses were a a series of civil wars uh, that were fought between 1455 and 1487. Uh, The dispute that initiated, that began this series of campaigns was a rivalry between the houses of Lancaster and the houses of York. So two factions of the ruling dynasty that controlled England at the time. The York and Lancaster factions uh, managed to battle one another uh, until the male lines of each faction were wiped out, they were killed. This is critically important since institutional power in the monarchy was passed down through the male lines. Only males could take power. So this mutual self-destruction of the factions resulted in Henry Seventh uh, ascending to the throne and shortly thereafter marrying Elizabeth of York. So his rise to power saw the War of the Roses uh, draw to a close and it initiated the era of the Tudor dynasty. The Tudors would manage to gather and unite the power of the English throne and a new chapter in the history of England began. So one of the most important developments of this reign in the Tudor dynasty was the separation of England from the Catholic Church and the establishment of the Church of England. So up until the reign of King Henry VIII, England and the people living in England Uh, followed a Christian faith that was similar to the ways uh, of faith of other uh, Europeans. Uh, They would have been a part of the Catholic Church, and the Catholic Church had its headquarters in Rome. Under Henry VIII, this changed, largely because of a a dispute, an argument between uh, Henry VIII and the Pope, who was the head of the Catholic Church. And this began over the status of Henry's marriage and his desire to annul it. So he just didn't want to be married uh, to his wife anymore. Uh, The Pope uh, didn't approve of this. And so Henry declared that the Church of England would be a separate one from the Catholic Church and that he himself would head this new religious institution. Uh, The Industrial Revolution uh, created a monumental change in human society and history. So in the mills, the looms, the mines, and the various factories uh, of 19th century England, the techniques, the processes, and the social uh, upheaval of industry uh, began taking their hold over mankind. It was a great time of change. Occurring at the same time as the beginnings of the Industrial Revolution uh, was the vast and global expansion of British power. Uh, The period between 1815 and 1914 uh, is often referred to as Britain's uh, imperial century by many uh, historians. In that century-long span of time, some 400 million people Would become the subjects of the British Empire. So it was a period of time that followed the final defeat of Napoleon uh, which left Britain without a serious European rival. Um, This period of time is also sometimes called the uh, Pax Britannica. The parliamentary system of government and the common law Uh, legal systems both originated in Britain. The UK is a constitutional monarchy. Uh, That means that the monarch uh, today, King Charles, uh, is the formal head of government, but he does not have any direct political power. Uh, In the present day, uh, Britain's government is led by a prime minister, uh, and this prime minister rules along with his or her uh, chosen uh, ministers known as the cabinet. Uh, Members of the prime minister's cabinet are usually selected from the house of commons which is the kind of first level of political power and elections are uh, typically held uh, every five years.